your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramsaran, reporting live for duty on this magnificent January 7th in the year of our Lord, 2019. Welcome to Jonathan Ramsaran, the podcast. Welcome 2019. I hope you guys had a blessed week, you know what I mean? This is a fresh start, you know, shiny and new, blessed. Hope you guys are having a wicked kick at the cat. You're getting back into things, you know. I'm feeling great, grateful, happy, hallelujah. And um, actually, a lot of really great things are coming up. A lot of times I got to bullshit on the podcast, you know. <laughs> Make it sound like I'm not living a hell, <laughs> a hell fucking dreary, dreary, drab life. But like, no, actually, a lot of good things. I'm going to get to that. But what I want to talk about here for the minute, I was at Starbucks this past uh, weekend, and I had a little episode that was out of the ordinary. Let me tell you about it. So, you know, I saunter into Starbucks, you know, it's the beginning of a new year, it's the weekend, you know, I'm feeling grateful, I'm looking good, you know, I got on, I got on like a black three-quarter length uh, black jacket, I got on um, khaki pants, um, Timberlands, I got a black beanie on. I'm wearing a scarf. I'm looking cute. I'm looking fresh. I'm like a, you know, well-dressed, sought-after black man, ready to go out and be happy, right? Just feeling great and grateful in the radiance of the Lord, right? I'm walking. I'm living. I'm drinking coffee. You know, I'm wearing a scarf. What could go wrong? I walk into Starbucks. This blood clot motherfucker, like this fucking bumble clot, this fucking geek tard, this fucking, you know, interesting person was sitting at the window. I like the window as a black man. You know, I got to know what's going on, right? I can't be fucking, you can't cram me into the back of a Starbucks and expect, like, uh, me to feel safe. I got to know what's going on at all times, right? You know, I got to see what's going on, right? I don't, I don't trust white people that much to be in a room with no windows, right? I have to be by the window when I'm at Starbucks. So, like, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at, you know, I, that's where I sit, right? Like I said, in this blood clot, bumble clot, fucking geek tard, he, he's fucking sitting at the window, right? And I know a fucking idiot when I see one. I do. I know a fucking idiot when I see one. And like I said, I was dressed to the nines, you know? I was fucking wearing a fucking scarf, you know? Black three-quarter length jacket, you know? Khaki pants, Tim's, black beanie, thinking I'm cute and shit, splendiferous, you know, splendid. And, you know, I'm like... What am I judging a person for if they want to take a little bit of a zip, a little bit of a pride in their appearance, right? You know, everybody's got their different styles, right? But, yo, I was well-dressed. This fool was wearing a costume. Fucking ponytail, fucking John Lennon black-rimmed glasses, those circular fucking Yoko Ono John Lennon glasses. Fucking ponytail, peach-colored cardigan, tight pants. He's got one of those little fucking mini skateboard cruisers. Fucking DSLR camera, you know, bracelets, you know, iPod, rainbow-colored pencil, sketchbook with all his precious little sketches and in fucking informative, interesting little fucking quips that he jots down, his stupid little sketchbook full of nonsense. He's sitting there trying to look all real and interesting and shit and the like. I'm like, oh, man, that's a, that's a fucking idiot when I see one, man. Because I'm well-dressed. He's just wearing a costume. He's putting on the Ritz. He's trying to draw attention to himself, man. I don't like that nonsense, you know? Just be humble. 
I remember one time I saw a person walking down the street. It was dusk. It was like well past sundown. It was like fucking 8 o'clock at night on a fucking September fucking evening. The sun was like, you know, well out of the sky. This fucking idiot's wearing black shades, headphones, uh, hat, walking down the street, um, eating an apple, reading a book. You're getting no information into your head. You're inundated with fucking distraction and fucking gimmick. You know, you're dressed up with your sunglasses, your headphones, your fucking apple chewing, your fucking book reading. Like, you're not, you're, you're putting on a show. You're a fucking pantomime. You're a fucking caricature, right? And I'm looking at this clown, right? Same thing with this geek tard, right? He's sitting at the window trying to look cute and interesting, right? I'm like, that's a fucking idiot. Happy New Year, though. <laughs> I'm trying to work on my defensiveness, like I said, right? I'm like, I can't sit next to that person. Wait. I'm being judgmental. I'm making assumptions. But, you know, like I said, I know an idiot when I see one. I was just, I was getting a vibe. I was getting a vibe of, like, don't come near. Don't go near. I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to be in that orbit. I'm like, well, no, as a black man, like I said, I got to sit next to the window. So I go and I, I, I make my little nest. You know, I, I claim my little spot. I put my fucking backpack down, put my jacket on the chair. I go grab myself a vente, a black vente, you know, and um, delicious. So I go get my fucking uh, vente black coffee. And uh, of course, so then I, I go back to my little nest and that little fucking geek tart, you know, he's looking at me and shit, right? And what the fuck are you staring at, you little fucking whatever, right? So I get my, I put my earplugs in, right? I always bring earplugs when I go to Starbucks because sometimes people are having conversations. The music's a little too loud. I like to have a little bit of a dull, like I don't mind a little dull background noise, but I'm trying to focus. Like I said, I ain't putting on the Ritz. I ain't wearing no costume. I'm there to just truly be in public and enjoy my time. I'm not trying to get extra attention from people by dressing up like some interesting fucking, um, you know, hipster, yuppie, dumbtard, right? I'm just doing my thing, right? So I put my little earplugs in, right? Like literally like construction site earplugs. I put them in and I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going over my jokes. I'm writing jokes. I'm thinking about the podcast. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working on shit, you know, I'm looking at my phone, going on Facebook, like whatever. I'm, I'm getting into my zone. I'm getting ready to get creative, right? Anyway, all of a sudden I hear, um, oh, excuse me, um, excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me. I'm like, what? So I look over and it's that fucking yuptard, that fucking, that fucking ponytail wearing glasses fucking having idiot, right? I'm like, what? And he's like, he, he's looking at me, right? I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, um, excuse me. I'm like, yeah, what? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? He, he points at my earplugs, right? I'm like, yeah, no, I can hear you. He goes, oh, um, uh, uh, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah, shoot. He goes, um, uh, um, uh, I, I got to go to the washroom, and I was wondering if, um, don't, don't worry, this isn't going to get weird. I mean, uh, I'm like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to go to the washroom, and I was just, I was just wondering if, um, um, uh, if you could, um, if, 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 like, um, I could get your phone number, and then I could call you from the bathroom to make sure, like, if you could watch my stuff, but like, um, also if I could have your phone number so I can call you from the bathroom just in case to see, what, like, to check on my stuff. 
He's just stammering and stuttering and muttering. He wants my phone number so he can call me from the bathroom to check on his stuff. I'm like, uh, no, no. And he goes, oh, oh, sorry, you think that's weird? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. And then he goes, oh, well, well, you know, I mean, like, I mean, you know, I mean, but, it, but you see what I mean, right? I mean, like, it could be something like, like, imagine if you said that to a girl, like a pickup line. I'm like, oh, I see. So you're just kind of joking, like you, you wanted to see if that was like a pickup line or something. He goes, no, more like, I was just, you know, I, oh, no. And I'm like, because then I get to thinking, like, you know, oh, this guy obviously has mental issues, like something mentally, some mental health stuff going on here, right? So I'm like, yo, like, let me be a little bit more sensitive. Let me work on my defensiveness, you know, because, like, I was getting a little defensive, getting up on my hind legs. My dander was up, right? You're annoying me, and you're talking in riddles, and you're being nonsensical. So then, like, just as a normal man, I get fucking worked up. Like, what what the hell are you even talking about, right? So I'm just looking at him, right? I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, like, I get it. Like, just as a, you know, funny little thing or whatever, and... To, and to be honest, it's not really weird. It's just a bit much. That's what I said to him. I wasn't trying to insult the man or make him feel bad. Like if he was truly having mental health issues, I'm like, well, it's not weird. It's just a bit much. It's a little too much. Like you don't need my phone number. If you want me to watch your stuff for you, I'll watch your stuff. So then he goes, um, oh, actually, no, well, um, no, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. And then, like, his whole demeanor changed. Like, it kind of got, like, menacing. I changed my mind. I don't want you to watch my stuff. His whole demeanor changes, and it's just awkward. And I'm like, oh. Okay, well, that's cool, too. I mean, no problem. And he goes, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I changed my mind. I don't want you to watch my stuff. And I'm like, word, whatever. So then I, I go back to my stuff, right? I go back to my writing or whatever. And then he goes, no, but you no, know, sorry, one more thing. Just, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I just, just one more thing. What's your name? And like, I got hesitant, right? I got defensive. I'm like, you know, I'm like, and I'm like, well, what's this guy? What's, what's going on here? What? I didn't, you know, I was trying to just, like, I was just trying to get away from the situation as diplomatically as I could. As a diplomat, I didn't want to be rude to the man and just tell him to fuck off. Get out my fucking face, you fucking clown, before I rip that goddamn ponytail out by the fucking roots, slap you with it, and rip your glasses off and stomp on your skateboard, rip your fucking sketchbook to shreds and piss on your fucking DSLR camera. Like, don't fuck with me, buddy. Right? Because, <laughs> like, like I said, I'm very defensive. Like, you know, like, I, you know, I got, I got, you know, I got, you know, I'm a fucking full grown man. You know, I'm a young man in my, I'm 32 years old and, you know, like, don't poke a bear, man. Like, for fuck's sake, I got a temper too, right? Don't fuck with me. But, but then again, like, you know, what the fuck? Am I being a little too defensive? Am I getting over, over my, am I getting above myself, right? So, you know, he asked me his name, my name. He goes, um, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry, but just, just one more thing, um, what, what's your name? What's your name? And like I said, I was like getting hesitant. And I'm like, mm. and I'm like, uh, my name's John. He goes, thanks, John. And like I said, very aggressively, thanks, John. And he kind of like says it, nods at me and looks at me. And like I said, the whole time I was trying to be a diplomat, but it's obvious. 
He's got some sort of mental health issues and he's trying to draw me into some sort of argument. He's talking to me in a veiled sense of racism, like, you know, I don't trust you to watch my stuff. And, you know, I, I, you know he was saying things like, um, I just don't know if I should leave my stuff around you and blah, 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 as if I'm going to touch your stuff or whatever. It's like, what, what, what the fuck do I want with your skateboard and your lousy notebook? What the fuck? Like, if I'm going to steal your stuff, it's got to be something worthwhile, you fucking boombaclat, you dummy dipshit retard. What the fuck are you talking about, you ponytail having fucking, fucking muffin fucking eating little geek? He's like eating fucking muffins and shit. Like, ugh, Starbucks. <laughs> so then, like, I was like, uh, feeling really just like whatever, you know, like, just like, this person's trying to trap me into some sort of aggression, talking to me all aggressive-like, talking nonsensical, trying to get me, you know, trying to instigate something in me with his veiled racism, right? Obviously, he was a white guy. <laughs> and, like, I'm just like, yo, like, hey, you get off my cloud. You don't know me and you don't know my style. Back up, shut up, pipe down, fuck off. Take a walk. Take a long walk off a fucking short bridge, buddy. Like, I ain't listening to this, right? Why are you all up in my ear talking all this shit I ain't trying to hear? Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that, right? Just trying to fucking wear a scarf and write a couple goddamn jokes, right? It's the new year. It's a new year for crying out loud, right? Fuck. But like I said, I was like a ninja warrior in that moment because like all my answers were like um, diplomatic. I, I'm like, oh, this person is disturbed and they're trying to get me riled up and they're trying to draw me into some nonsense. They're trying to be negative. They're talking in riddles. And um, another thing that I noticed, the last word. He kept trying to get the last word in, in on, in, trying to get the last word in on our dialogue, right? He'd be like, thanks, John. Yeah, thanks. And like, uh, kind of nod his head. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, no problem, buddy. Yeah, John. I'm like, yeah, buddy. And like, he just trying to keep getting the last word in. And I'm like, yo, like, I just gotta let this go. Let him have the last word. Put it in the rearview mirror, whatever, who cares? So like, um, I just kind of squashed it, right? Trying to be the bigger person in the moment. And, um, but like, it was frustrating, right? It's like, he was like a villain. You know what I mean? Like he just came out of nowhere with his negativity and aggression and talking at me with veiled meanings and shit, right? And it's just like, you know, everything I've talked about on the podcast, if you're new to my podcast, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, uh, actor, stand-up comedian, um, temporary laborer, temporary worker, alcoholic. So I talk about a wide range of things, a wide array of things. And one thing I've been working on is my defensiveness. And sometimes I talk about situations with my acting or my comedy or my work, my working life, where it's like I come into confrontations with people. And how do I, and as a person I'm, yourself, I'm sure you can understand and relate. You know, you come into confrontation in life. And where I'm at right now is I'm trying to deal with things diplomatically, right? So it's like I handled myself well. I was happy about that because like... Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a full-grown man. I want to, you know, I could jump in there and start talking shit too, right? 
But a lot of it's like, yo, there's some mental health issues. This is some negative aggression. Don't need it. Don't want it. Sayonara. See you later. You know? So I ignored him. <laughs> and uh, midway through, or midway through, I don't know. Fuck, I don't, is there a time limit? I don't know. Is there? Well, sometimes there's a time limit, right? 20-minute seating time limit. You know, sometimes at like fast food stations, restaurants, they try to tell you to fucking eat your fucking croissant and beat it. You know, they want you out of there in 20 minutes. So I don't know if it was midway through or whatever, who's, who was counting. But like uh, I was sitting there and after a few minutes or whatever, fucking ponytail gets up and goes, um, actually, I changed my mind. You can watch my stuff for me. Thanks. And gets up and goes to the bathroom, right? And like I only had the time to throw in a quick, uh, <clears throat> like, you know, like, like he, he kind of said his piece real quick. He goes, actually, John, I changed my mind. You can watch my stuff for you, for me. Thanks. And he quickly turned around before I could answer. So I only had time to throw in a quick, uh, like a scoff, you know, to make it seem like what he said was stupid. You know, I'm petty. I have to fight back, right? Verbally. So, you know, um, I'm like, whatever, you idiot. So um, anyways, he goes to the bathroom. and I'm thinking, oh, you know, oh, he's going to come back and he's going to do the same type of thing. Talk to me condescendingly, confrontationally, throw my name in there with a veiled sense of um, aggression and arrogance. So I'm like, well, I got to have a, something... Something that says, buddy, I'm onto your ways and I'm not coming any further into your little fucking hell pit that you've dug for yourself. Because you're a loser. It's the brand new year. And instead of embracing it with like positivity and new challenges and the hopes of meeting like-minded new people, if he is truly this creative artist that he's trying to like portray to the world with his little sketchbook and fucking skateboard and camera, if he's truly that fucking person he's trying to portray to the world, why is he talking like such a fucking arrogant, aggressive asshole? Right? So I'm like, okay, let me hit this idiot up with... um. You know, a little bit of um, my fucking um, inner power and uh, let it be at that. Because I knew he was going to come back with some bullshit, right? You know, always have something to say, right? They have so much things to say right now. And uh, anyway, this idiot comes back, right? And he goes, "Uh, thanks, John. Right? Real arrogantly, right? And I go, no problem, Tim. Because I noticed, like, you know how when people go to Starbucks, what's your name? And they write your fucking name on the side of your fucking Tim Hortons, or sorry, uh, uh, your fucking Starbucks cup, right? What's your name? His name said Tim, right? So he comes back, right? He didn't know I knew his name. Comes back and goes, thanks, John. I go, no problem, Tim. How was it? And he goes, uh, oh, 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 surprisingly good. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's great. All right. And I kind of turn away from him, right? So, you know, I threw a little quip in there and, you know, I put a little heat on it there because I'm pissed. But at the moment, I said it kind of like, you know, very nonchalant. I go, no problem, Tim. Uh, how did it turn out, by the way? How was your little venture to the bathroom? Oh, I'm glad that worked out. Congratulations. And I turned back to my little, uh, you know, joke writing, as it were. And I was sitting there and I'm thinking about it. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, it's like I still felt somewhat defeated somewhat deflated because like instead of tearing his head off with my verbal uh wizardry instead of just cutting him down for having a ponytail a stupid fucking sketchbook a fucking skateboard a dlsr camera calling him a fucking you know sightless hack with no artistic inkling whatsoever it's just a fucking drummed up loser i mean he's obviously on his mommy's fucking payroll you know no he was like he had to be around like 25 he had to be like 25 and under but um 
there's no way he worked for a living, right? You could tell because like um, he had very expensive stuff, right? Like like I said, that DSLR camera was probably like DSLR. That camera was probably like you know, five hundred dollars and up. Uh, you know, he had like all these name brand clothing that like you know, Vans. Uh, you know, white people clothing. You know, Boogaboo, Pantagonia, whatever the fuck, right? All that white guy shit. He had all this expensive clothing, clothing, and he was. But what tipped it off that because you know just because you have expensive clothing doesn't mean mommy pays for your stuff. Like he could be a hardworking young man. But what tipped me off was that he was eating a Starbucks breakfast. He had the fucking Starbucks muffin, the Starbucks sandwich, and a specialty drink. That's not a working person. You know, that's not a working young man, bro. That's somebody on daddy's payroll because no one's going to spend $19 on breakfast at Starbucks if they actually work for a living, right? I'm drinking a fucking Vente and I'm almost like calling the bank, you know? Do I have any backdraft? You know, like what the the blood clot, you know? Starbucks is expensive. It can be, right? I mean, the coffee is cheap. The coffee itself is cheap. Like if you're just going for coffee, I mean, come on. What, you spend an extra 30 cents on a cup of coffee that you actually enjoy? Like, come on, calm down. It's not that expensive, the coffee. Um, the specialty drinks are expensive. Like, you know, $7, $8 for like a specialty drink. But they are worth it. Like if you get like a fucking latte or whatever or mochaccino or a fucking, you know, I don't know, caramel drizzle. If you get one of those things, like um, they're worth it because they are tasty. But then you start going into fucking different tirades of... Um, indulgence when you buy a fucking sandwich one of those breakfast sandwiches a muff like that shit's like it's so overpriced right so this idiot is definitely on daddy's payroll because no 23 year old kid's gonna spend 19 dollars of their own hard-earned money on fucking breakfast at starbucks so you know and i'm sitting there and i'm kind of thinking about that idiot and you know stewing a little bit about him and i'm thinking to myself like what did he even want like what did he want like what was he trying to prove Well, number one, I shouldn't even be thinking about that because, like, it all comes down to he had some sort of mental illness, obviously some kind of mental behavioral issue and some sort of aggression. And when you get caught up into people's thoughts, it just makes your own thoughts that more confusing. Like, when people are making nonsense, you just let it be nonsense and look the other way, right? And, um... And also, too, like, what was he trying to get out of it? Like, what was he trying to prove? Like, oh, yes, you're right. You are an asshole. Congratulations. Like, what was his point? What was his point with all his bravado? Like, what was he trying to prove to me? That he was a prick? Job well done. You are a prick. So I'm just, like, thinking about it. And then I was like, the whole, it all came around to what I'm trying to work on this year, which is working on my defensiveness. That's one of my resolutions this year, defensiveness, working on my defensiveness. And, you know, I was sitting there and I'm thinking, why should I let this person ruin my day? Why should I let this person ruin my experience? I should be able to sit here and have my coffee and stand my ground and blah, blah, blah. Then I thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes winning is, um, they say it in recovery, you know, sometimes you got to surrender to win. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to surrender this situation. This guy's an idiot at the very least. A fucking idiot, like I said earlier. I can spot them. This guy's a fucking idiot. I don't need to be here. I'm going to just stand up, nonchalantly pack up my stuff, and go. 
And that's what I did. I got up, put my shit in my backpack, and I sauntered out the door. Water off a duck's ass. Water off a fucking frog's ball sack. Nothing. And, you know, I can't lie. There was a bit of a sting because, you know, like I said, I'm a man. I got my ego. Part of me wanted to show him what I could be. Run my mouth. Show my aggression. Meet aggression with aggression. But that would be like regressing. Is that the word? To regress? To digress? No, to digress is like a divergence. To regress is to like, you know, to, to, to de-evolve, dis-evolve, devolve. To cut myself down a peg. To go down to his level. You know what I mean? If I was to like engage with the aggression. Because it all stemmed from nothing. He created it in his world of hell and misery. Water off a duck's ass. I just walked out that door. Felt great. And it gave me a little bit to talk about today on the podcast. So fuck you, you little fucking ponytail-having, fucking glasses-wearing, muffin-eating, little fucking skateboard-peddling little geek-tard with your stupid sketchbook. You're nothing, you loser. I'd wish you a happy new year, but you don't know what the hell that would be, would you? It's the same year for you in your head, you know? I'm one years old, and I get everything I want. You fucking baby. Anyways, um, fuck them. But like, you know, like I said, defensiveness, feeling very good because um, that's really, it's really important, especially for me to gauge where I put my energy. And when I, like I said, when I saw that fucking idiot coming, when I saw that idiot sitting there acting all weird, um, I had the feeling like this was a negative situation, but you know, I, I kept an open mind. I sat down, I, you know, I just tried to be normal, you know? And I was met with a lot of nonsense, and I just said, hey, whatever. I don't need an explanation for why this guy's being an asshole to me. All I know is he's an asshole, and I'm out of here. And it weighs nothing on me. I'm like rubber and glue, you know? What bounces off me sticks to you. Him, rather, in that situation, you know? Sticks to that ponytail of his. Oh, it's in my ponytail. Snip it right off, right? Anyway. Um, But, um... So far, the new year's been blessed. Very blessed, man. I've been working out like a motherfucker. Well, a little bit more than usual. Who's kidding? Like, I mean, like, I work out, but, like, I'm more of, like, a maintenance guy, right? And that's what I've been talking about, too, um, if you're new to the podcast. Um, I'm more of, like, a maintenance guy. I work out for maintenance. I'm healthy. I'm looking good, getting a little bit of definition. But what I want to do this year is take it to the next level of, like, okay, let me... See if I can really push it and um, get, you know, really develop my strength and really get a well, you know, just really see how far I can take this um, working out thing, right? Because I just work out at home. I do like, um, I skip rope. That's one thing I'm actually dealing with right now. I'm recoiling from the horrors, the horror of uh, skipping rope. And um, I pulled a fucking calf muscle. Ah, it's been killing me. Like um, about a week ago, I was skipping rope. And, uh, you know, I, I pulled a calf muscle and it's been giving me a little bit of guff. And um, I, I had to, like, take a couple, like, you know, Epsom salts. I put some Epsom salts in the bathtub and I was soaking in the bath. And, um, you know, so I've been laying off the skipping of rope. But, like, I've been doing, like, push-ups, uh, sit-ups, arm, uh, bicep curls, tricep, uh, I guess you call them, I don't know, not dips, but tricep, uh, I don't know, lunges. No, like you can't lunge with your arm, can you? But like uh, tricep uh, presses, I guess. Yeah, tricep presses, bicep curls, um, 
dumbbell uh, presses, all these little things working on my uh, working on my body, and just wanting to take it to the next level here in 2019. You know, I want I want to make motherfuckers jealous and shit. You know, I want to show off my tattoo for once. Um, in case you dear listeners don't know, I have a tattoo on my chest. It's just you know something tasteful, small, tactical, tasteful. <laughs> And it's like, uh, it's just my last name, Ramtran. And, you know, why not show it off a little bit this summer, right? You know? And uh, so those are some of the goals there. Uh, Food-wise, you know, I've been doing a lot of cooking. Uh, I like simple things, right? I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat uh, meat aside from fish and eggs. And I'll have dairy products and vegetables and fruits, obviously. So that's the kind of diet that I eat. But lately, I've been noticing, um, I've been... I got a problem. I got a problem with um, granola bars, <laughs> sugar, candy, Rice Krispie squares, anything sugar-based, anything with sugar. Like, I mean, for the recovering alcoholic, which I am, um, or even like an addict, a lot of addicts too, they like sugar. It's like a little bit of a rush, it's a little bit of a treat. It's an indulgence, right? So like, um, fuck, I can't have anything like that in my apartment or I'll just fucking devour it gobble it down like no tomorrow like seriously like yesterday I ate a box of fucking uh, Rice Krispie squares and I'm not beating myself up over it right like I'm not trying to lose weight or anything like that I feel comfortable with my weight and how I look but I'm just trying to be healthier and get a better tone and definition right so I can't be eating boxes of granola bars and boxes of Rice Krispie squares and chocolate bars and also, I need the discipline of um, being able to have these things in my home and not devour them. Like, for fuck's sake, if I can quit smoking cigarettes, which I am, which I have, I quit smoking two years ago, quit drinking, quit drinking and smoking over two years ago now. And it's like, if I can do those things, I'm surely I can have a unmolested box of fucking cookies in my house without fucking, you know, you know, being tempted to just, you know, have my way with it. Right? So, been working on that this year. Really been working on that. Um, my hobby is bass guitar. Been playing a lot. Busting out the old bass guitar and just jamming, rocking it out. Feeling good about that. That's off to a good start. Don't need to fill you in on every little detail about that. Though, if you're an inspiring musician, uh, or if you're like a, if you're a musician by hobby, or if you just love music, or if you're just like an amateur musician like myself, I'm an amateur bass player by hobby. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Talk, talk to me. Tell me what you do to keep yourself um, inspired in the face of adversity when it's like, holy shit, I sound like shit, but like, I still want to play, right? <laughs> I'm being a little bit self-deprecating, but like, you know, you know, you, you try, you try, you try, and you're always trying to, you know, get that sound, find your sound, feel, you know, feel worthy to call yourself a you know whatever you are if you're a musician like I'm a bass player but I somewhat feel like a fraud when I say that I ain't no bass player where it's like I can jump up and just start jamming at a club or you know it's my life and like the way I like I live by the I live by the mic I die by the mic as a comic right I live by my like that's what I am like I'll fight that to the death you'll never take me alive like, that's how I am as a comic or an actor. I believe in it. But, like, as a musician, it's like, well, I'm here for the weekend. <laughs> so, you know, 
But yeah, if you got any fucking feedback on how to stay inspired with that as an amateur musician, or if you're a professional, somewhat sought after musician, whatever, if you're like a real deal musician, however you define it, whatever your level, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Give me those tips and fucking feedbacks on how to stay motivated there, right? It's an uphill climb, and uh, but I love it. I trudge every step of it with a smile on my face. Ding! Uh, what else is going on here? Um, yeah! Got a new shoe rack. It's getting sick of tripping over my shoes. Like, I have all these shoes. I got, like, fucking rain boots, work boots, fucking uh, Tim's, stomping in my Tim's. I got my fucking, uh, you know, I bought a new pair of um, Puma uh, suede, uh, I guess, casual shoes. You could check out Jonathan Ramchan, the podcast, episode number 56. I talk about that, and I, well, I don't really talk about it, but I, I briefly mentioned that. I bought a new pair of shoes, and... I posted a picture of it on the last episode. So the next logical step was get a new shoe rack. Because I had all these shoes just like in my doorway, tripping over them, stumbling over them, stubbing my toe on them. You know, going to take a piss in the middle of the night. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, Stepping on shoes. Right? So it was about time. I got this like a pretty cool little uh, funky little um, wooden shoe rack from Walmart. It was on sale, man. $7.94. $7.94. Came out to like $8.11 with GST. Blessed. It was so blessed, bro. The blessed shoe rack for my blessed new shoes. So blessed. <laughs> and uh, what else? Uh, new backpack. Oh. Like I said, like I'm really conscious on my health. Um, pretty conscious on my health. And one thing I've been noticing is um, I got like a sling backpack. It's like a shoulder backpack. So you know what I'm talking about, like a satchel, a sachet, uh, a satchel. You know, it's like it just kind of straps. It's like a, yeah, like a strap. Instead of two arms, like on a pack sack, how there's two arms, there's just like a a satch. Like as if I was like some like African woman with a baby. You know when you see like an African woman? And she's like walking through like, you know, some desert in like, you know, the Mojave Desert or whatever. Is that in Africa? Anyways, yeah, I think so. And uh, Mojave, Mojave, Mugandi, whatever, I'm stupid and I'm black, so I can say this. Um, You know, you see some African woman, she got like a fucking, you know, you know, ring in her mouth and like, you know, a fucking, you know, soup bone through her nose and she's stumbling through a desert or whatever and she's got like a little baby in a satchel, you know. African baby, like in a little satchel. Like I have a satchel like that myself for like my backpack. And what I found out that is is that like there's not a lot of even weight distribution, right? It's like all the weights on one shoulder, on my right shoulder. So every time I'm walking, like if I, like yeah, like if I pack up my bag to go to like um, I'll throw my laptop, couple books, um bottle of water, sunglasses, like I put shit into my bag and um, when I go to like Starbucks, you know, to be accosted by some weirdo, but like when I go to Starbucks to like sit and write and chill out, like I'll take my laptop and all my, you know, working gear and sometimes it's just too heavy on the shoulder, right, with that shoulder satchel, African baby strap and like I found like, yo, it's time I get a new backpack, it's time I get a real legitimate Back to school, fucking backpack, two straps, 
even weight distribution on the shoulders, you know. And um, it's about time I do that. And um, so I've been peeking around. I was peeking around this past weekend, and finally, I found it. The creme de la creme. You know, it's this really dope um, Adidas uh, burgundy black, Ron Burgundy. I'm in a glass cage of emotion. What are you talking about? You know, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I've got like this burgundy, Ron Burgundy um, Adidas backpack and it's dope. It's got like the classic Adidas uh, lettering. Um, uh, I'm going to post a picture of it on the podcast. Check it out. Um, It's really kind of cool. That's like one of the little things I do on the podcast to keep it interesting, keep you updated with the little blessings in my life, little whatever, if you're interested, check it out. I'm going to post a picture of this new backpack I got, and um, I'm, I'm finally going to have some even weight distribution on my back, because I'm telling you, the world's on my back, you know, um, women are on my back, um, you know, just everything's on my back, and it's like, I, I finally need something that will, like, distribute the weight. Okay, I hammed it up there for a minute, nothing's on my back, nobody cares what I do, but <laughs> it'll be nice to have a little bit of a freedom to, you know... You know, not be so fucking one-sided on, um, you know, my carrying needs, so to speak. And as I alluded to early in the podcast, exciting news, breaking news, really, on Jonathan Ramchow on the podcast. Hey, you get off my cloud, you don't know me, and you don't know my style. I didn't have a moment's notice, a moment's rest, a moment to spare when it came to dealing with that punk at Starbucks the other day because too many blessed things have been happening to me. Yo, check it. I finally got a show produced. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Seriously. You wanted it, you got it. Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast, now is going to be producing his own um, show, stand-up comedy show in Toronto, coming at you with Jonathan Ramchand, live and uncut, uh, end of January, January 31st. As time comes, I'm going to post more information on that, but I got a venue booked, and it was blessed. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm talking, like, you can't be listening to these negative thoughts and whatever. It was like January 2nd or 3rd I booked this, right? Um, early into the new year, I was like, yeah, let me get on this fucking, uh, let me pound the pavement, knock on some doors, try to get a show booked, like I've been speaking of on the podcast, right? Because like, that's how you got to do it. You got to do it for yourself, right? As a, anybody, as anybody, you know, like whatever you do, you got to swing for yourself. I mean, it's few and far between you meet those people that just want to help you. And God bless those people that exist. But you know, sometimes you got to show the work in order to get the work, right? And that's kind of what's going on with me. So I got this venue booked. And it was like a fairy tale. It was like everything I wanted. I just walked into this bar. And I walk up to this lady, very nice, kind lady. And I said, hey, miss, uh, I'm a comic. Uh, who, might, who might I speak to in order to book a show here? She goes, you can speak to me. I'm like, okay, cool. What's up? Uh, my name's John. I'm a comic. I'm interested in booking a show here. Would you be, was, is that something that could benefit your bar, perhaps? And she goes, um, actually, yeah, you know, um, we've had comedy before, and, um, you know, 
uh, I can't pay you, but like if you want to um, produce a show here, I'll give you a stage. You can, and it's like this quaint little bar, in, in, like in my neighborhood, and it's like um, really well kept and kind of cute little space, and it, it was just perfect. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no, totally, I'll take it. I'll be, I'll be more than happy to take that opportunity. Thank you. And um, she, uh, she's like, yeah, you can, you can host the, you can host it here. And even in my telling the story, you're like, I'm still in shock. Like I said, because like, generally speaking, I don't like to admit this, but I'm somewhat of a cynic. I believe people are motivated, motivated by self-interest. Not self-interest alone, but largely they're motivated by self-interest. And this lady was completely, I'm not going to say she was selfless. I mean, she probably, she may or may not have her motives, but she was very welcoming and warm and generous. Those were the words I said to her. I said, thank you very much, miss. That's very generous of you. Thank you. And I was appreciative. Appreciative. And I, um, I have some artwork done up by my good friend Nathan. I'm going to post more of that uh, information later. But um, I have this funky uh, artwork that I had printed up. And I showed her the, uh, the plans for getting a poster made up. And she was just generous and accommodating. And I'm still in shock of it. You know, it's almost like sometimes when you want and you want and you want and when you get it, it's just so, like, shocking. You know what I mean? Didn't see it coming. Oh, you have dreams? Here, let me help you get them. <laughs> wow. And you know what? It all comes down to, as well, not all, but a lot of it comes to, obviously, I believe in my higher power. You know, like the blessing of the new year, but also putting in, showing up when you don't want to show up. Because I remember that day too when I got the show booked. I remember I was sitting at home, I was feeling kind of lousy, run down, shiftless, crummy, good for nothing, ragamuffin, you know, just sitting there. I was on the heels of that little debacle with that fucking weirdo at Starbucks, you know, those fucking John Lennon ponytail, fucking DSLR camera, fucking muffin eating little fucking weirdo on his mommy's purse like that little idiot like I was on the heels of that I was sitting there and I'm like yo like I'm doing everything I can to stay like I don't know why I'm feeling this low it's a new year I should be invigorated I should go out and try right and I said to myself yo what John fuck all this negativity stop living in fear get up and do something get up and take charge so I said yo I got a workout in that day and I got up and against my my some of the doubt that I was having I'm like yo just go and ask go and ask go with an open mind go ask a few clubs and venues and bars or whatever go ask see if they'll let you book a show and let it be what it is because like you know for those who aren't wise to the comedy game it's a hustle Ain't nothing for free. Nobody's handing you shit. You got to earn it. And like, my experience has been that like, yo, like venues, venues that have no interest other than money. Like basically, if you want to do a show at this venue, you have to pay for the stage time. Like literally, like to produce a show. I'm talking about producing a comedy show. Venues. They, there's venues in this city that won't even return your email. To say, like, I'm saying to them, basically, can I bring you money? 
Can I give you business? Can I pay to perform at your venue? And people are saying no to that, not returning emails. And against all the doubt that I was having, I'm like, let me get off my ass and go out there, stop living in fear, and bang on that door and try to get a show booked. And bang, the first door I knocked on, that lady, this lady, so gracious, so generous, gave me the opportunity. I'm I'm in shock. I'm in shock and I'm on cloud nine, feeling good. Like, I mean, it's like coming to fruition. It's coming to reality. All the things I talk about on the podcast of what I'm trying to do and accomplish, it's a testament of the hard work and now I'm seeing it come into fruition. I'm just so happy to be able to speak about it, to realize the gratitude in it, and um, hopefully share that out to some people. And like, you know, it got me thinking about um, fear because like I said, I was, I was having fear and self-doubt before I went and uh, started trying to get the shows produced this year. And I'm like, and in spite of it, I, I went and I did it. And it got me thinking about fear. And, you know, you guys, have, you guys may or may not have heard of these acronyms. They're pretty fitting. Check this one out. Fear. Forgetting everything about reality. F-E-A-R. Forgetting everything about reality. That's one acronym for fear. Another one is future events already ruined. And that's what I was on the verge of having that day when I was going to just tap out, just feeling lousy, low down, shiftless, rotten, spineless, good for nothing, hole in the wall, bum, washed up, fucking bubble guppy, just laying there in my sorrow and misery. For what reason? For the fucking, um, the, the, the false evidence appearing real. That's another acronym, right? All this false evidence appearing real. I'm living in this world of like, False evidence. I'm saying to myself, oh no, this won't happen, that won't happen. But based on what? Based on what until you try, right? And here's another acronym. Face everything and recover. That's more of like a, uh, well, that could be for whatever recovery you need. In my case, you know, a lot of alcohol recovery and a lot of spiritual recovery, right? So, you know, those are some pretty nifty little acronyms. And um, I hope I said that well, and you can look them up on the internet. Just Google fear acronym, and um, there's, a, there's a bunch of them. And, um, you know, that just is a testament that, um, you know, don't give in to your fears. Grab life by the horns. Get up there and do something. And don't be a weirdo at Starbucks because you know what? The patrons will hate you for it. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram. Reporting live for duty on this glorious, magnificent January 7th in the year of our Lord. 28th. Damn it! 19th. 2019. See, I'm still in the fucking transition period. January 7th, 2019. If you have any questions or queries or qualms, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. If you're in the Toronto area, keep in mind, January 2019, Jonathan Ramkin, the podcast, will be performing and producing his first show. So, you know, keep in mind for that. I'm going to have those details to come. Till next time, live it, love it, realize it. Peace.